Good morning on this Tuesday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. We had been looking at a couple of scriptures in the book of Galatians, Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7, and Galatians chapter 6 and verse 8. We had also been looking at the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, that uh, be not deceived, that God cannot be mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And we had dealt with the the issue that the flesh being that which used to be the old nature, we were talking about that sinful self, that that part of us that was dealt with uh, at the cross, and now by the grace of God, we can put the flesh and crucify it uh, and and let it die daily, so it no longer uh, has the control of sin over our lives. It is it is dead. It was dealt it was dealt with at the cross. But at the same time, we've talked about how many of the motions of the flesh, even though we no longer are are under the dominion of sin, many of those motions still want to dominate our lives because our thinking has not been renewed. In other words, we still think we have to sin on a daily basis. And that is not true. We do not have to sin. We can live a life that is pure before God, a life that is holy before God. But in order to do that, there is the involvement of Romans chapter 12, verse 1, for the believer. Now, for the sinner, his flesh or his life is still under the control of the old sinful nature. He is totally swayed by the passions of his mind and by the passions of the flesh, uh, the desires of the flesh, the desires of the mind. But when we come to Christ, we have been released from that. But there is a process. And that process involves presenting our bodies a living sacrifice unto God, that by doing so, as a living sacrifice, which is holy and acceptable unto God, this is the minimum that we can do, yielding our hands as hands that are a healing touch to humanity instead of a touch of hurt and pain. Uh, We can yield our heart as a heart of compassion and love instead of a heart of hatred uh, or remorse or Uh, a heart of of vengeance. We can yield our voice to speak up on the behalf of those for, for whom there is no voice whatsoever. In other words, we begin to yield our body as instruments unto God. According to Romans 6, we yield them as members of righteousness, where our body becomes an instrument that God can use for his honor, for his glory. Whereas the other option is yielding our members to unrighteousness, 
uh, yielding our members unto sin, uh, yielding our eyes to look upon the need of humanity and have a heart of compassion for them, yielding our members. But in order to do that, the Bible says in Romans 12, 1, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, a living sacrifice. As I made mention yesterday, all the previous sacrifices were all dead. They were actually laid on the altar dead. But we are to be a living sacrifice so that we can serve God with newness of spirit, according to how Paul described it. In our lives, we're buried with Christ in baptism. We're, we're dead to sin, but we have been made alive unto God through and by the Holy Spirit. Now we can serve Him in, in newness of spirit. Therefore, the importance of yielding our physical members, our physical body to Him, has got to be a commitment and a dedication of a willful act of our will, of saying, okay, my body belongs to you. You know, now it can become the 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 feet and the legs that travel for the master to go and take the gospel. Uh, it can become the hands that prepare a meal for the needy. Uh, it can become for the the, the hands that, and the arms that stretch out to pull someone out of the mire, pull them out of the pit uh, to help the, the needy. We have to yield our members. And that is a process, a process. Now, there's something that I learned many, many, many years ago. There was a, uh, uh, a Christian speaker uh, that I came across, came across some of his books and material, uh, Edwin Cole, or Ed Cole, uh, uh, short. And in one of his writings, he talked about four principles that he lived by that he had found in the scripture. And these four principles were balance, communication, exchange, agreement. Now, of course, I didn't put them in the order that he did, but uh, basically it's communication is the basis of all life. Balance is the key for our lives. Exchange is the process and agreement is the power. Now, if we stop and think about that a little bit, everything on this planet, and especially in the age that we live today, more than ever, everything must communicate. If our nervous system, if our brain and our nerves and our muscles are unable to communicate there is going to be a serious issue with the physical body. If uh, uh, computers are not able to communicate in the proper language uh, with other computers, there is going to be a breakdown in that communication. If satellites are out of the way and they're being used uh, to be able to use the telephone and and use uh, cellular uh, equipment, and if it breaks down, then communication breaks down. Now, when there's a breakdown in communication, there is a breakdown in various, various serious issues. Stop and consider, just for a minute, taking this to the level 
of an individual that has a relationship with God. But the communication breaks down. The communication is no longer there. Whether it's because of barriers of sin that separate man and God, the old sinful nature before coming to Christ, those barriers prevent us. Your sins, the scripture says, have separated us. Therefore, communication is essential. The Lord talks many times about asking, seeking, and knocking. He talks about uh, seek the Lord while he is yet near. Call upon him. The importance of being able to communicate cannot be understated. But that means for everything. Uh, People that have little pets, little animals. The little animals do not know our language and we don't know theirs. And we have to learn to communicate, whether it's by signs or by certain things we hear uh, the, the little animal uh, doing. In other words, there is a process of, of, of communication that has to take place. If there is no communication and there is a breakdown, then there is a problem. We can see this in the book of Genesis in chapter uh, 3. Well, actually, we can see it from the very beginning. In the beginning, God said, God began to communicate. And when God began to communicate, uh, the angels were there present to see God's creation. Uh, God said, let us. Uh, he began to communicate. So, so we begin to see this throughout the scripture, uh, from the book of Genesis to Revelation, this principle of being able to communicate, whether it's through words, whether it's through actions and deeds, uh, there is so much can so much that can be added to this principle. Now, uh, in order to finish up a little bit, I'm going to have to uh, go to the next one's balance. Everything has to be balanced. Sin tilts the balance. For the believer, grace tilts the balance. Sin tilts the balance where we are uh, out of position or we out are out of uh, proper function. We talk about balancing the tires on a vehicle, uh, balancing certain other things. Uh, it, it is important to understand that we have to have a balanced diet. We have to uh, balance it with rest and exercise and uh, the right foods and things like that. Or else there is a breakdown. See, in each of these, we can use a natural example that if there is too much of something at one end and not enough of something else at the other end, the balance is tilted. Well, if there is sin that is overwhelming the life of an individual. The balance is tilted. As soon as Adam and Eve ate of the forbidden fruit, the balance was tilted. And communication, God came looking for man, and man immediately said, I, I was hiding. I was afraid to communicate. Uh, you, you can begin to see this. Uh, think about uh, little children when they're growing up when they've done something wrong. 
and how they hide, how they deny it, how they uh, go around the uh, the issue, trying to say oh, it's not my fault, well somebody else did it, or or whatever. There is a breakdown in communication, and of course, you know the Bible talks about speaking. Uh, in love and speaking in truth, uh, doing all things out of the motive or the motivation of love. So there has to be balance in our lives, in everything that we do, in everything that we that we say, uh, in exchange. The exchange is the process through which we're going to do things. Uh, in order for me to uh, be able to buy something, I have to exchange it with something else, whether it's paying through uh, PayPal or uh, paying through a credit card or paying through a check or paying in cash. There has to be an exchange between the thing that one is purchasing and uh, the thing that the purchase the, the owner is going to receive. Now, of course, I have to get rid of carbon dioxide in my lungs in order to uh, breathe in oxygen so that then my body, once again, can function properly. In our relationship with God, we have to exchange our sins for His forgiveness. We have to exchange that sinful nature for the nature of Christ in us. We have to exchange walking in darkness uh, for walking in light. So th there are these beautiful, powerful lessons that we can learn from the Scripture. Now, I wanted to introduce this because as a man, you know, who, whoever sows to the flesh of the flesh will reap uh, the consequences and sowing to the Spirit the consequences. We can see how these uh, four things, balance, communication, exchange, and agreement help. Now, being in agreement have you ever heard someone say, oh man, I ate something, it just didn't agree with me. See, in other words, agreement is not just a mental assent, but there has to be an agreement between what is being done. You can't put water in the gas tank and expect the engine to agree with that. The exchange has got to be gasoline in order to have power and the engine to move forward, there has to be gasoline or diesel or, you know, some other acceptable. But it has to agree with how the manufacturer made that engine or that motor so that it can function properly. In our lives, our Creator made us in such a way that our physical body, our soul, and our spirit are to follow this thing called agreement without it there will be no power in our lives there will be no power to be able to move forward or complete whatever it is that we need to do an individual that signs a contract signs an agreement that you know we're going to have a house built or we're going to have this or we're going to buy that in just that alone you can find all the principles of balance and communication and exchange 
an agreement taking place. In other words, there will be nothing that is built or done unless there has been some type of an exchange of funds. There has to be an, been an agreement as to how it's going to be done. All of this has to be communicated and you have to be realistic, be balanced uh, in what you do. Well, we've said quite a bit, but take that to a level of our spirituality and you'll begin to see the importance of these four principles operating in our lives. Well, consider this food for thought and for the imagination today. The Lord richly and fully bless you as we look at them a little bit more, a little bit deeper in presenting our bodies unto God as a living sacrifice that we may be able to prove the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The Lord richly bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.